0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, LimitsRadio dot com. I'm your host Ryan. Today, I'm dedicating the show to Patrick Ruff. He is an incredible listener. Contacted me from Switzerland. I had the pleasure of talking to this gentleman. Wow, super intelligent. In a brief conversation, I, I just learned a lot. So he's super cool. And uh, I want to say, Patrick, thank you again. And also want to bring to your attention that if you're listening to the show, please feel free to send an email and uh, give me your number. <laughs> I'd love to communicate with you. Yes, I do call people who listen to the show because uh, it's great. I'd love to learn about your background how you got started? You know what your growth process is, and how you see the world. And it's also awesome to connect with people who are intelligent, because living in the old good old USA, the people here are getting stupider and more cowardly by the second. I I, I can't even keep up with it. <laughs> I know people in Europe are like when this whole thing started. I'm sure people in Europe are like, oh no, those Americans are you know those guys are for freedom. They they're not going to stand for this stuff. <laughs> Americans, they rolled over like the friggin' donuts that they stuff in their faces. They rolled over so fast. So what does it leave us? Well, I guess it leaves us uh, people that love freedom scattered all over the world. So I think the only thing that's really holding humanity from total darkness and tyranny is you and me. We're, it. We're the resistance. So might as well stick together and have some fun. And if they're going to win... If the darkness is going to take it over, let's make it really difficult for them. Let's not make it easy. A lot of our fellow citizens have just rolled over and done what they're told and been obedient little slaves, but I'd like to put up some resistance and make this takeover as difficult as possible. Maybe they'll they'll give up. Maybe they'll realize they can't take all of us. But oh, uh, I didn't even tell you what the point of our show tonight is. <laughs> The more of our show is going to be about the virus. It's going to be about uh, medical experts. It's going to talk some cool perspectives. I wanted to also bring your attention. I'm sorry for not being able to put up more shows, especially this month. It, I, I had a lot of things, uh, business that was just absolutely insane. And I, I, when I put up a show, I want to make sure that it's of that quality that you come to expect. And I wasn't able to do that, so I apologize for not being able to get more shows up. But I think you'll enjoy this one. Let us begin. Our featured guest today on The Outer Limits of Minute Truth is Mr. Ben Fuchs. He's a nutritional pharmacist specializing in using nutritional supplements where other healthcare practitioners use toxic pharmaceutical drugs. I think that's pretty cool. Ben is also the host of the Bright Side Radio Show. says a nationally syndicated radio program. And Mr. Fuchs, welcome to our show. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. What is the best website for people to learn more about you real quick?
1: Uh, you know, I got a couple of websites. Probably the best website is my skincare formulations at truthtreatments.com. I also have a blog, pharmacistben.com, and I also have a bunch of uh, videos and a lot of really good health information, articles that I've written, and interviews that I've done, as well as a product line that I endorse called Longevity at criticalhelpnews.com. Excellent.
0: Well, let's go right into it. What is your perspective on what is happening in the world with this you know, COVID vaccine? Because I don't know. I see people, they can't wait to get this. They're like, oh, this thing, it's been created, conceptualized with nine months, and they can't wait to get it there. They're waiting in line to get it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm crazy. I mean, am, I, am I the one that thinks this is an insane no. idea?
1: You're not crazy. It's okay. insane. I'll tell you. First of all, let me tell you, I'm a pharmacist. My background is pharmacy. My background is pharma, uh,
0: pharmaceuticals.
1: I study medicine, literally medicine, not, not the art and science of medicine, but actually medicine itself, drugs itself since the 1980s, going on 40 years now. So I know how the sausage is made. And I'm going to tell you something. Not only are drugs inevitably toxic, and I'm including vaccines in there as well. Not only are, and i will we'll talk specifically about vaccines here in a moment, but not only are drugs incredibly toxic. And not only do they have to be uh, processed by the body as poisons requiring the mobilization of precious nutritional resources for their elimination, but there's no drugs that heal the body. There are no drugs that make you better, with the exception of antibiotics, perhaps, which have uh, uh, had their own side effect or their own uh, adverse reaction and uh, side effect profile toxicity profile. And then uh, perhaps pain pills. And I do believe everybody should have some pain pills in their medicine cabinet because pain sucks. But even those can be abused. And of course, those have toxicity and side effects. Uh, The problem with prescription drugs is they hide symptoms, they mask entomology, and they uh, allow us to go on with our lives while we're continuing our bad, uh, the bad lifestyle choices we've made that put us in the position that we're in. So they disguise symptoms, making it look like we're better, when in, in actuality, we're, we're getting worse. Now, as far as vaccines go, the problem with vaccines in general is the blood is the sacred space of the body. And the body has evolved to, uh, has evolved complex regu- uh, protective mechanisms, defensive mechanisms to make sure the blood is clean. And the only thing that's supposed to get into the blood are the, the components of food that are ultimately going to be used by cells, that is what we call them: the mighty 90 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, peptides, and such, uh, or amino, uh, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and fatty acids, and there's a, a few other things, but it's very limited what's supposed to get into the blood, and anything that gets into the blood has to be vetted, first, most importantly, by the intestine, by the by cell, line the intestine, protect. and there's many protective mechanisms at the level of the intestine, and then also through the lungs. And again, there's many protective mechanisms to keep only oxygen uh, from getting into uh, into the blood through the lungs, the respiratory tract. When you take a vaccine, you're bypassing all of that. You're injecting stuff directly into the blood. You're injecting ingredients into the blood. I'll tell you what those are here in a moment. But you're injecting ingredients directly into the blood that have not been vetted, bypassing protective mechanisms that have been in place in the body for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. In other words, the human body has evolved these protective mechanisms, which you're completely bypassing by injecting these substances into the blood. What people have to understand is that first we'll talk about vaccines in general, and then we'll talk about this specific COVID vaccine, which is unique. Uh, people have to understand is when you get injected with a vaccine, you're not just getting injected with the, the ingredient that's doing the work, Actually, maybe a slight digression. The way vaccines work is they stimulate an immune response, so that the body learns to to, to uh, recognize bad guys, if you will, whether it's smallpox or measles or mumps or rubella viruses or bacteria. And the next time the 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 mumps, the mumps uh, or the mumps uh, or the dysphoria or the diphtheria, the measles comes into the into the body, the body has already learn to recognize it, and you have an immune, you have a, a immune response that's ready to go, so you don't have to suffer with the symptomology. The active ingredient, in the vaccine is called an antigen, and that's the ingredient that, does, that, that turns on the immune system, if you will. Problem is, when you get a vaccine, you're not just getting the antigen. You're getting a witch's brew of, uh, of chemicals, a chemical cocktail that includes preservatives and uh, uh, something called adjuvants, which are extra poisons. What why, why would they put this in, in their, their body? Serious. You're putting it right into your blood, Ryan. Right into your darn blood. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Now, if there is a a horrible scourge like smallpox, perhaps you can say that it's justified. Perhaps. But if it's something like measles, or if it's something like uh, uh, um, 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 rubella, or I'm sorry, uh, mumps, uh, if it's something like diphtheria that isn't necessarily life-threatening that the body can mount its own immune response to, you're playing with fire. Now. That's one thing, okay? But this new vaccine, this is a whole nother level of twistedness, a whole nother level of perversion, because this new vaccine doesn't just give you an antigen that your body mounts an immune response to. This new vaccine, it changes your very genetics. It changes the genes of your cells. So that instead of giving you the antigen, instead of giving you the poison, instead of giving you the ingredient that stimulates your immune system, it compels your cells to make the poison themselves. It changes your genetics. So now your genes, your, the genetic machinery of your every one of your cells now makes the poison itself. This is a whole nother level of vaccination. And not only that, but because, it's by the way, this genetic material that's injected into your blood, that, that causes you to make this virus is called RNA, hence the name, the RNA vaccine, or technically the mRNA vaccine, this mRNA or this RNA has to be encapsulated in a fatty, a fatty coating, which is made up of a, another chemical cocktail that contains five or six different ingredients that are all manufactured synthetically in industri- via industrial synthesis. They're manufactured with this high-powered, high-technology industrial synthesis that is inevitably creates byproducts and a trace amounts of toxins. Just to give you one example, one of these chemicals is something called polyethylene glycol, which is, I don't even use in my skincare products when I'm formulating skincare products because it's known to produce uh, uh, byproducts, toxic byproducts some of which are similar to something called dioxin, which is the most toxic chemical known to man. And these are byproducts that aren't necessarily going to be listed in the ingredient decks and that are, are not necessarily uh, 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 purified out. So we don't even know what's in the darn vaccine. We just know what, what is supposed to be in the vaccine. We just know what is on the ingredient deck, but we don't know the byproducts via this industrial synthesis. And this is the, the, the kind of, Rabbit hole you go into when you start to inject complex chemical compounds directly into the blood. And again, this is above and beyond the antigen or the the material that's doing the uh,
0: that's doing the work. Why are they pushing this out there so hard? Why are they saying, "Well, you can't go to a concert"? Money,
1: money, money, money. This is all about dollars. Not only that, we don't even know there's there's all, I don't want to get into the, uh, you know, the conspiracy thing about what the heck is in the vaccine that we don't know about, including tracking devices and nano chips and all these other things. I don't even want to go there, but I'm not necessarily uh, uh, I'm not oblivious to the possibility that those are there. But there's lots of money in vaccines, Ryan, a vaccine and drugs in general. When we're talking about the chemicals that make up drugs, pharmaceuticals, when we talk about the chemicals that make up these vaccines, they're dirt cheap. They're ridiculously cheap, yet they're selling them for $30, 40 $50 a piece. And even though the individuals, most individuals aren't going to have to pay for the vaccine directly, who do you think is paying for them indirectly through taxes? So the government is subsidizing all this, so everybody's paying for this. Which means at the end of the day, you've got pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and, Astra, and AstraZeneca and, uh, and, and Moderna are making billions, if not ultimately trillions of dollars on this stuff. So, of course, it's in everybody's interest to have, uh, it's in drug companies' interests to have vaccinate, uh, uh, everybody being vaccinated. Why is all of a sudden, ask, this, ask yourself this, Ryan, why is all of a sudden Bill Gates a vaccine expert? how did he uh, become a vaccine i
0: don't think he became yeah, i don't know if, because he wants to kill everyone because he's a sociopath I... I, I,
1: well but he's not just have to kill everybody he, it's a fine, there's, it, this is financially lucrative there is lucre here there is big dollars here so yes there's an interest because we have a world where everything is lumped together with money and i'm a capitalist ryan you know i like being in business i'm an entrepreneur I don't have any problems with money, but when you lump money together with health, you have a big a, a potential issue. Money, money interests, and health interests make unholy bedfellows. They should not be integrated together. There's too much uh, there's too much uh, incentive for us to sacrifice people's health in the name of money when the two topics get lumped together. Now, this is all. As bad as vaccines are, as bad as vaccines and drugs are, they become even more insidious when you understand that the human body has an immune system that is designed to fight viruses. It's designed to fight bacteria. It's designed to fight microbes and infections. But we have to take care of it. We have to understand how to work with it. We have to begin to understand that our bodies are meant to be healthy. They're God-given and divinely manned There are God-given mechanisms and divinely mecha, uh, uh, divinely mandated systems built into the body that help it grow, that help it repair, that help it heal, and help it off, that, that help it fight off that help it fight off attack. So, for example, you have built-in antibodies that are supposed to respond to attack. And you have a viral infection, your antibodies come up, they fight the virus, they clean it out. And for most people, they work just fine. You know, most people who get this particular virus don't even know they're symptomatic, Uh, Ryan. Most people who get infected are asymptomatic. Why? I don't understand that. Because the body is because the body takes care of it. see, this thing that asymptomatic, the they,
0: they say, oh, you're asymptomatic. Well, what do you mean asymptomatic? Well, uh, was that, Doesn't that mean you're healthy? But they say, oh, no, yes, it's being spread.
1: It Yo, no, you're asymptomatic.
0: I, I, this is where I think people are healthy. absolutely stupid. I, I, this is, you know, this is going to sound really – Well,
1: you know, I don't want to be as harsh as that, Ryan, but I will tell you, in my opinion, it is our ignorance of how our bodies work. It's our ignorance of biology. It's our ignorance of our health. And ultimately, it's our ignorance of science that costs us because we abdicate authority to people who care more about lucre than they care about health. And I'm not talking about your individual doctors, by the way. Your individual doctors who are on the front lines are most, you know, there's exceptions, of course. But for the most part, they're good, kind, well-meaning people. Their job is to alleviate suffering. So that's all they're focused on, and that's a good thing. They're focused on stopping people from being in pain, stopping people from suffering, and perhaps stopping people from, from having potential, or potential issues, so pre-treating them with things like vaccines. But it's up to the individual themselves to take control of their own health authority, to become their own health authorities. And, you know, the word authority is – I grew up in the 70s, okay? I'm, I'm an old guy. So when I grew up, we learned to be very skeptical of authority. Because authority comes from the word author, right? When somebody is your authority, Ryan, they are your author. They're writing your story. And it's one thing to have authorities when it comes to perhaps legal authorities or maybe government authorities or or political authorities, perhaps. But when it comes to your personal health, it's a very slippery slope to allow somebody to write your story for you. You know what I'm saying? When people say we're doing this in your interest, we end up with being with uh, situations where we're locked in the house yeah. for, for two months. I think it's insane. I can't believe people now, actually do that. I, people accept it. Yeah. How do people? This, this is how domesticated we've become. This is how do, docile human beings have become. We are allowing authorities, people to write our story, who write our story, to tell us you can't come out of the house. In the United States, by the way. In some places, it's bad, but do you know in around the world how bad it is? They lock you. Oh, lock the UK in is yeah, it's
0: it's pretty insane. UK, well, yeah, you know,
1: well, in the UK, how do people allow themselves to do to this? How do people allow this to be done to them? It's crazy, but it's because we don't trust ourselves. We don't believe we're capable we don't believe we're intelligent enough. We don't believe we have enough of an understanding to be able to take care of our own business because we've been told and we've been programmed and we've been conditioned to believe that we're incapable and that we're ignorant and that we're not able to handle our own business. And it starts off with things like with, uh, depending on the government to bail you out of economic situations. It goes into depending on the medical, medical model to get you out of uh, uh, pickles and jams that you that you uh, uh, set up for yourself through poor lifestyle choices. It depends on forcing uh, allowing schools to educate your children and to tell your children what's right or wrong. We've created a culture and a world where people want everybody else to do things for themselves, and this is the end result.
0: Well, Larkin Rose, we've had on our show a bunch of times, says that authority is the most dangerous superstition. Like, that is the one thing yeah. that is killing us. Yeah. And I believe, too, I can't believe that people will do whatever they're told. Like, they'll put a uh, a diaper on the face of their two-year-old kid, and they believe yeah. it is And yeah. they, they're gone. Yeah. And, Ben, this yeah. is where I think we come to this point where I think you, even, you, yeah, you're you way more hopeful than I am. Because I see, like... I, I am more hopeful. I am more hopeful. All right. I'll tell you
1: uh, why in a second. But, but it's even worse than the, than, than the, the diaper situation, okay. or that people will allow other you know, authorities tell you to put this thing on your face. They will actually, in a a Stockholm syndrome, you know, the Stockholm syndrome where you love your kidnapper, it's called Stockholm syndrome. Have you heard of this? In a Stockholm syndrome way, they will take over for their captors, for for their kidnappers and report other people and become, take over the role of the kidnapper so other people become kidnapped. And there are people who will think, who think, I heard this lady, a journalist on TV, she was just saying her grandfather died of COVID. And now, every time she sees somebody without a mask, she thinks, did you kill my grandfather? She says this on the news. Did you kill my grandfather? She actually believes her captors. She believes this. She hasn't done any research, obviously, because then she would know that viruses go right through masks. Masks don't protect you from anything. Even the New England Journal of Medicine calls masks a talisman. It says that they're superstition and they're just a way to have people believe that, there's, that they're being protected from something. So we take over the role of our captors and we become captors ourselves, turning in our neighbors. And so it's, it's even worse we believe our, our captors. We become our captors for other people. You, have you gone out without a mask and gotten a dirty look?
0: Yeah, I've gone through it without people? it. The last time I went without a mask was when I dressed up like Santa Claus and I had some f- disgusting slob screaming because i wasn't wearing a mask i want to be around people Where are that, you i'm um, in north carolina where are you north carolina, in north carolina north carolina is rapidly becoming a um like a, a police state and it's getting pretty bad here and i
1: i think i don't think you're safe anywhere right i don't know if there's really? anything i think maybe like the north excuse me the northwest like if you go to montana or idaho or or wyoming it might be better you think this but, is gonna take encompass everything
0: it's, What's that? Is this going to happen all, all over the country, you think, this mentality? It's, it's pretty
1: much all over. It's pretty much all over because people have been dumbed down. They've been convinced that the medical – this is the great irony, and I'm in the medical model, and this is the great irony. we got more doctors per capita than any other culture in the history of the planet. And at the same time, we are the sickest, the fattest, the most diabetic-ridden. Our, our life expectancy goes down every year. Uh, and and uh, we have more devices and more drugs and more doctors and more expensive health care than any other country in the world in the history of the world. Clearly, our way of taking care of our health doesn't work. It's just, it may be able to sustain our lives, but it doesn't address our quality of life issues. We haven't been taught how to take care of our own business, whether it comes whether it's our financial interests, our health interests, or, or whatever. We haven't learned how to do our own work, how to carry our own water. We we're not independent. And that's the problem. You know, you there's a we 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 are so obsessed with our security and our safety that we're willing to give up our freedom to get it. And ironically, and the great irony is, as Benjamin Franklin says, anyone who gives up I think it was Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers said, anyone who is willing to give up their liberty and their freedom for their safety deserve neither. And that's exactly what it is. You don't get to be free and you don't get to be independent and be completely secure because life is inherently dangerous. And people who have, are courageous and people who are strong and people who are vital and people who are, want to be the best human being they can be understand that you just have to give up a little security if you are going to be free. And nothing, nothing is more valuable than your freedom and your liberty.
0: I agree. Now, when it get to this point right now, gets to this mentality of – People acting this way is going to encompass all over the country, and I feel like we are we are on the cusp of just about we are just about to become a hardcore tyrannical police state because they're going to pass some kind of domestic terrorism bill. I think there's going to be some kind of false flag event. I, I know, I agree. And it's going to happen, and they're going to shut things down. And this is where it is. And people are just letting it happen, and I hate it. And I, I feel like you know what? I I don't I don't have anything in common with most people. I mean, I, I talk to you, and I feel like normal. But you're like you, people like you are so rare and. I mean, how does this not – how do we not go in the dark ages with this? I mean, let, me, let me tell you. Please.
1: Let me tell you how I see it, how okay. I do it. You know, I can only tell you my experience.
0: Please. <laughs> spirituality. Spirituality.
1: Tap into higher power. Tap into your, your soul self. I believe we have a physical body or physical being, we'll say, and we have a spiritual being. And I believe that all physical problems have a spiritual solution. And I'm not talking about religion, by the way. I'm talking about spirituality and higher power. Learn, learn to connect with your higher being. If you understand that what we see in the physical world is, comes from some place, and this is a, a basic scientific principle is that everything is coming from some place, the, the visible world comes from the invisible world. Tap into your who you really are. You're not a body, Ryan. Let's say, put it this way. If I cut off your arm, right, you would still be Ryan, right? If I cut off your other arm. You'd still be right. I'd be be in pain. (laughs) You'd be in pain. You'd be in pain. But the essence of you would be the same. The essence of you that exists today is the same essence that existed when you were a kid. Right. Can you get a sense of that? Who you are behind your eyes is the same being today as it was uh, when you were a child or it was yesterday or was last week. There's a there's a continuity there. Right. That continuity is your higher self. And get to know that continuity. That continuity is always with you. It never leaves, even to the day you die. And that's why old people will say that they feel, like they feel like they're a kid. They don't feel like they're different, even though their body's different. I'm, I'm 60 years old now. I look in the mirror and I'm like, who the heck is that guy in the mirror? Right? Because I think I'm still 10, 15, 20. I think I'm a teenager. I think I'm, still, I think I'm still the same person. There's a continuity there that is always the same. Get to know that continuity. That continuity is your higher self. And never lose that sense of self. No matter what's going on around you, always return back to that spiritual essence that you are, that that part of you that you can't put your hands on, that part of you that you can't touch. You know what I'm saying? There's a part of you that is ineffable, and that is your higher self. Always, always, always turn to your higher self because that higher self is the place of peace, the way there's an eye in the center of a hurricane. You know, we call it the eye of a hurricane. The eye of a hurricane is always still. There's a hurricane all the way around you, but there's a still point right in the center. And that still point is called an eye, an E-Y-E, like the eye of a hurricane. But you have an eye of your hurricane, that eye that's inside you, that place of peace. And that place of peace is always... The beautiful thing about that place of peace is it's always still. It's always calm. It's always peaceful. Don't allow reality to to gr- via, via gravitational pull your so-called reality. Don't allow it to
0: to the storm. Ben, it's hard. It's hard because he, he, well, his mother, yeah. when, I grew, when I grew up, as you grew up That's in the 70s, it, I grew up in the 80s, like, you know, I could walk around and it was, really, you know, people seemed to be nicer and there was a greater sense of morality and... You know, I, people, you, you didn't have masks going on. I feel people are so, this is what I'm going uh, to say, it. I think people yeah. are stupid and they're cowardly, and they're getting progressively stupider and more cowardly and more involved in cognitive right. dissonance. So I know I love this idea of good, uh, of having well, this higher piece, but about. how does this change? How is me, this thing ever let going me to tell change? You about that. Okay. It, let me tell you about that, Please. okay?
1: So I know what you're saying. It's hard when you're like the only one of the few people who understands what's going on, and you're surrounded with, People who don't understand what's going on, right? But the people who don't understand what's going on will help you get everything you want if you will help them get what they want. You'll have everything you want if you help everybody get what they want. And what is it that everybody really wants, Ryan? The most important thing that everybody wants. They want peace. They want contentment. They want safety. Help other people become safe. All our problems come from focusing on ourselves. Focus on others. Focus on how you can make other people feel safe. And by the way, you are doing it. You are doing it anyway. I know you now for almost a year, I believe, or or eight months. You're already doing it. Don't you feel better when you help people? I do. I do. I don't don't know. I don't
0: know. I feel like I don't know if I'm being effective enough or I should be doing more. I'm trying to help.
1: You are. You are helping people. You are helping. First of all, you can help people in a small way just by smiling at them in the street. But you can help people in a big way by putting people on the air, helping people get their message out who are making a difference. That's what you're doing. You're putting people on the air like myself, or you're putting uh, people on my radio program and putting me on the air, too, who are making a difference. Focus on making the world a better place. All our problems come from focusing on ourselves, not focusing on others. When you focus on others, you focus, how can I make the world better? How can I put a smile on this person's face? How can I improve this person's life?" life? That will make you better. That will make you healthier. That will make you stronger. When you focus on yourself, uh, how can I make myself uh, better? How can I make myself stronger? That's where we, that's where we begin, that's where stress comes from. That's where we begin to become stressed out. So focus only on number one, focus on two things. Number one, focus on God. And number two, focus on others. And by the way, that's what Jesus said 2000 years ago. He said, love God and love your neighbor this is the whole of the law. Okay. And that's really what it's all about. Right so- focus on higher power. It doesn't have to be religious. Thought. Focus on higher power. Focus on how you can make a positive difference in the world. If the world goes to hell in a handbasket, that just means you have more opportunities to help people. And it have, means you have more opportunities to, to uh, focus on higher power as well. And that's the only thing you should be focused. On. All right, that the, the higher power. How can I make a positive difference in
0: the world? God, I, you understand? Yeah. No, I, don't
1: I, allow the world to suck you in like a gravitational field. I'll, tr- like I'll gravitational try not force.
0: to do it, but I, you know, what do you, what do you sense and feel is, is happening right now? Because if you look at this, it's way, we've got um, the death
1: of the old world, the death of the old world, and the birth of the new. It may take a hundred years, and we may not see
0: it. Okay. But, and we may
1: be in just in the birth. We may be going through the birth canal. You and I oh. may be going through the birth canal till the day we die. As oh, a culture, no. we, I should say we may be part of a culture that's going through the birth canal, and we may never see it being born. But I believe it is being born. You know, if you went through World War II, right? Do you do you like history? You sound like a guy who might like history. Love history. I yeah. Follow. I love history too. So, so I thought you might be that kind of guy. So I love World War II history, and I watch all these World War II things. And you know, I, I love the World at War and the World War II in Color. I don't know if you ever watch these shows, and. If you were in the middle of World War II in Europe, say, and, and like, say, you know, the bombing of Berlin or Dresden or the bombing of Britain or something, it would look like the world was falling apart. And it, obviously, it was probably much worse than it is today. You know, bombs falling out of the sky and blowing up buildings. Can you imagine what this must have been like? But what that did was is it cleared out the old and it brought in the new. And the new was the modern world. But the old world looked like it was dying, which it was and the new world was being born. Well, I think at another turn of the spiral, that's what's happening today. It's an old world is dying and a new world is being born. And I believe, my belief is that this new world will begin to depend more on the invisible parts of life. That is the mind, and that is the emotions, and that is ultimately the higher power. But we have to get rid of the old way first. And I'm hopeful, and I don't know if I'm gonna see it happen, But I'm hopeful and I believe and I'm not going to not believe that we are going through a birth canal and the sturm and drang of going from one way of life to another. Do you ever watch Star Trek?
0: Yeah, love it.
1: You ever watch the show Star Trek? The TV show Star Trek, right. So do you remember what happened when they went from one warp speed to another warp speed? They went from warp C1 to warp C2 or warp C2 to 3. The ship would shake violently, right, as they went to warp speed. Because when you cross from one way of being to another, you have to go through a membrane. You've got to go through a wall. And entering through that membrane is, inherently, is an inherently violent situation. What, the, what the, a caterpillar calls the end of, a, end of the world, we call a butterfly. And when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, you know what happens to that caterpillar? It goes into a cocoon, and it becomes liquid. It gets pulverized. It becomes juice. It becomes a soup. That whole caterpillar that was crawling around, that cute little caterpillar with its legs, becomes liquefied. That's how much it gets destroyed. And that, the, liquefaction is com- uh, com- the liquid uh, is composed of cells called imaginal cells, like imagination, called imaginal cells. And these imaginal cells are, uh, complex and, and uh, get together, and they form the butterfly. But to the caterpillar, the world has been destroyed. Right, you follow what I'm saying, and at the end comes a better. I do follow what you're saying, I isn't. think we're experiencing, we're experiencing that polarization. And Ryan, you know as well as me, I, and I know you know this. It's about your mind. Get your mind straight. What you're doing when you go into distress, you're going into the reptilian brain. You're falling into an emotional way of being, a, a, even a pre-emotional way of being, a, a limb, a uh, amygdalic or maybe a limbic way of being. You have to have the discipline to go into your frontal, prefrontal cortex into your higher mind, into the mind that is more sophisticated, into the imagination, into seeing what is possible, not into the amygdala saying, oh, it's terrible, oh my God, what's happening, but into the prefrontal cortex to saying what can it be? You see what I'm saying? And going—and you say, oh, it's hard. Yes, it is hard because our predisposition is to become amygdalic, because it's much easier because that's a much older part of the brain. That's a part of the brain that's millions of years old. The prefrontal cortex is only hundreds of thousands of years old. So yes, it is hard because it's our natural tendency to go into the amygdala and to survive. What we want to do is people like me and you, we want to have the strength and the discipline to bypass the amygdala or, or to move from the amygdala to the prefrontal cortex where we can use our imagination and our, our creativity, our resourcefulness, our ability to solve problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see the distinction. One is a higher way of being. And it does take work because it's a much younger way of being and it's not our normal, our natural tendency. And you can do it. We can all do it. And there's a great reward for doing it. And You know what that great reward is? That great reward is peace of mind. That great reward is stability. That great reward ultimately is joie de vivre,
0: joy for life. Mr. Ben Fuchs, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I really enjoyed your upbeat and positive perspective. As well as letting Thank us you, know about friend. the vaccine. Ben is the host of the Bright Side Radio Show, nationally syndicated radio program. We'll post a link to that. Ben, again, what is the best website for you?
1: i got three websites. Go to truthtreatments.com and check out my skin health products, all formulated without preservatives, fragrances, fillers, waxes, emulsifiers, all designed in my compounding pharmacy for healing wounds. And as it turns out, healing wounds beautifies the skin the best beauty products. are going to be healing products and all my healing and beauty products can be found at truthtreatments.com. I also have, by the way, 1500 plus four and five star reviews at truthreviewed.com. You can also go to criticalhealthnews.com for videos and and lots of uh, uh, interviews that I've done. And my blog is pharmacistben.com. And if you just Google pharmacist Ben, you'll get a million things. You'll just go in there with just
0: to go to the search engine with pharmacist Ben. So Mr. Fuchs, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Special thanks to our awesome guest, Mr. Ben Fuchs, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care, and thank you so much for listening.